Welcome to Behind the Warrior, a podcast presented by the EOD Warrior Foundation. This series will focus on resources, interviews, and topics impacting EOD warriors, their families, and the military community at large. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Warrior podcast. I am your host, Maria Shabla, and today we are very excited to be speaking with Julia Ling and Rick Swift with Better Empowered Films. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And I guess we're going to start with saying happy uh, birthday, Marine, to Rick. And uh, Rick, you were going to tell us uh, something about your beard. Well, yeah, my beard is actually, it's kind of a little bit of a funny story. I just recently got into LARPing, which is live action role play. I'm, I'm old. I'm like 49 <laughs> years old. And um, my coworker got me into it and he's 59. And so I figure if he can do it, I can do it at this age. So I'm running around like hitting people with sticks and I'm going to like a, a Renaissance fair tomorrow. And I'm kind of doing it a little bit to be in character because when I shave, I look like a baby face and it's just not <laughs> as cool. I'm supposed to be a Viking and I don't look like a Viking. Wow. When I have, you know, yeah. So you that's, totally that's, look that's, like a Viking. <laughs> yeah. When I lived in Norway, I lived in Norway when I was in the Marines uh, for three years when I was in NATO and I actually got some intel handed to me one time by the enemy because they thought I was a Norwegian. And I got that a lot when I was walking around downtown. Everybody thought I was a Norwegian. I almost got into a fight one time because a guy thought I was pretending to be an American and he thought I was messing with him. But yeah, I, I guess I look like a Norwegian. So that that's... is incredible. Wow. Yeah, what a story. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, um, well, I'd like to start from the beginning. So can you each share a little bit about yourself? Where did you grow up? What is your current role? Um, and how did you get to where you're working together? You want to start, Julia? I'm sure you yeah, have a lot that's, longer that's awesome. <laughs> Like I'm going to talk for an hour. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I'm an actress. I started working primarily on primetime prime time television shows. Um, I was like a super nerd growing up, like a straight A plus type student. And my mom was like, had great hopes and dreams for me. So I went and studied biomedical chemical engineering. And then suddenly oh. an acting bug, <laughs> I worked on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which Taft Hart laid me, got into the union, started doing a lot of Disney things. And so I just started working in TV. And so um, actressing was really fun. And um, Rick and I met online. I think it was around the time that we were filming Chuck, the NBC show. And um, he was a Marine and I was posting a lot of Marine Corps things and he was really supportive. So we became friends online. Um, I also served um, in the Navy, went, um, started with the Marine Corps. And um, there was a time in my service when I got injured. And that was very, very difficult time for me. And it's actually what started the entire, um, inspired the entire Better Empowered Films. And so at that wow. time, we wanted to um, create something that was made by entirely by veterans, like a film that was made by veterans. Um, and, and so it's just kind of a blossoming idea at the time. But so I reached out to Rick and I'm like, hey, I have this idea. Tactical Girl was the first one. It's like a web series with comedy. And I asked him if he wanted to be a part of it. And so he said yes. And we just started, wow. and started blossoming. That yes. is awesome. I, I always want to have like a $250 million budget for like Tactical Girl. And she's like, no, <laughs> you know, that's, that's like, like my biggest problem is that I'm always like thinking of like a million different things yeah, all the time. Explosion. And then it's like a Star Wars <laughs> And yeah <laughs> I gotta, gotta be talking heads inside one little room <laughs> well but that's how we for, started yeah that's how we started can you guys tell us a little bit about tactical girl yeah yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah go, um, go ahead julia <laughs> okay so basically um like like julia said uh we met online and everything we really wanted to collaborate together and we wanted to make kind of like a light-hearted Kind of like fish out of water um thing for what it would be like to be a tactical girl in today's world and you know and and we just we collabed we did a lot of different like uh skits and things like that and again i'm over in florida the whole time mm -hmm. so i'm just kind of like the guy going hey let's say this over here and let's do that and then they would go out and like do everything and i'd be like Oh, but that was fun. Ah, <laughs> so, how cool. I don't get to be involved a lot. And that's kind of a, a thing I'd like to tell our listeners too, is don't think that 
you know, geographic location is even a hindrance because I'm proof that that doesn't really, you know, it, it's not a problem. If you're looking to collaborate with us, don't worry about distance or even international people have collaborated with us a little bit. Um, speaking of Norway, mm-hmm. uh, we actually had, uh, there was a, oh God, what are those, like a rally car? They had like mm-hmm. this big rally car race and they asked us to help them like design a logo and they oh, like wow. put some stuff for Tactical Girl on their car. So they're like driving across the, I don't know, sedan or something. And Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. So th- don't, uh, don't ever feel like you're, you're, you're only limited by your ability to reach out and ask questions is my biggest thing. Like all anybody can ever say is no. And that's kind of where I got involved with everything is, and again, there are times where I do get told no a lot. Like, you know, like, like you're saying, where it's like, could we have lasers here? And, <laughs> and a lot of times too, I'm, I'm really bad about this. I love movies. Obviously I'm, I'm film grouch is my site. And I talk in movie quotes all the time. And there's a lot of times where it's like, Oh, we can't say that. And I'm like, Oh, because it's directly from a movie. And I'm like, ah, so oh, wow. I didn't know like that, that was a thing. It's yeah. really, yeah. To see veterans coming together because of this feeling of cons, this concept of brotherhood. We leave no man behind. We help each other no matter how hard it gets. And I think that's kind of how the whole thing got started was we, when we get out of the service and you're back in the civilian world, you think like a Marine, you think like a sailor, you think like wherever you just came from, you say dirty words, you, you tell dirty jokes, you talk about things that are not appropriate, you know, in the society, but also you expect things to get done as you know, like in the Marine Corps, everything's done with speed and intensity. And if you mm-hmm. don't complete, there are consequences. But in the civilian world, when you're asking for stuff, people don't necessarily respond. In the Marine Corps, you know, you open your mouth, you respond all the time. And and then in the civilian world, we can't yell at them to get them squared away. You know, we can't <laughs> tell them to un F yourself, you know. <laughs> no. We have this, it's kind of a funny um, imagination that veterans have sometimes in the civilian world they're like you know oh if i could only do this right now this would be so satisfying so there's this inner voice and so tactical girl is kind of that veterans' inner voice that veterans is struggle in mm-hmm. the civilian world as they're you know trying to come transition out and that's where yeah. that comes from but just yeah. as we were veterans tactical girls are are kind of our test the waters project um, our first real project together was Tango Down, and that was when we realized how much veterans loved this idea and really came together as a community, really helped each other. And so that's what Rick was referring to is there was a veteran in Norway who he was really struggling and he reached out to us and he said, you know, there, there's nothing like this in Norway where a lot of get together and support each other this whole concept of brotherhood is like virtually non-existent and what you guys are doing it really inspires me to keep going and so he actually all the way on the other side of the the world donated to support us and later when he was going through a rough patch everybody on set on tango down signed a big flag for him and told him how much we love him and i mean there's this beautiful camaraderie that that has this community that's you know created um from working on veteran powered films movies and so later this norwegian his name's roger he's a a wonderful human being so then he went on to this vikings rally and he started sporting our tactical girl and tango down stuff it was it was amazing to watch oh that's awesome well and i have to say i've watched um some of the tactical um i guess it's a series um and it was just hilarious and you played that role so well julia and so anybody listening i really encourage you to to look tactical girl up because it's it's really wonderful um and rick i wanted you to talk a little bit about film grouch too because i i kind of was like doing some research and homework and i and i saw it and i and i just was really impressed i managed to trick people into thinking that i was a reporter and i could go see (laughs) movies for free that's like that's the 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 gist of film grouch um one of my buddies actually started uh, a website and he called irate films and he basically needed to step away from it because he started going to um nyu and it was taking up too much time Mm -hmm. and i was writing for him uh doing a couple little reviews and things like that and then after he left um 
to go again to, to school, he let me handle irate films. And then I got kind of tired of it not being my thing. And mm-hmm. I made my own thing, which was filmgrouch.com. But yeah, wow. I've been doing um, movie reviewing now for 15 years, um, like off and on a couple, a couple, it, it's getting, it's getting harder and harder to, to get motivated to do it actually, because of everything being like so digital and easy to just like, everything is all streaming and everything. So like to actually go to the movie theater is, is not something that I do as much as I used to, unfortunately, but yeah, filmgrouch.com. Um, like I said, I've been doing it for 15 years off and on. I did a few celebrity interviews in person um down in uh, south beach uh marky mark once one <laughs> of me um and my wife now my wife but at the time uh she wasn't my wife and she was sitting there next to me and just like oh my god so yeah you can marky uh, mark oh my yeah, gosh yeah, he, was, pass, man. he was a jerk to me <laughs> was he? And yeah because mark- it was funny because i usually i would usually get so prepared uh, julia knows like being a marine it's like i would get so prepared I would have like, you know, 90 pages of production notes and everything. And I'm going to ask all these questions. And when you do an actual celebrity interview, you might get one question. And I got mm. tired of that. Like, I'm going to over-prepare. I'm going to get like one question and whatever. So I decided for the Pain and Gain movie, I was just going to go in and be completely like, I'm not going to prepare at all. And because I wasn't prepared, I asked Michael Bay what it was like to shoot in Miami for the first time or something like that. And then Marky Mark was just like, bad boys bad boys for life or something and he's because i guess michael bay like lives in miami and i didn't like know any of this stuff so i was really embarrassed so yeah that's that's filmgrouch.com it's like we're all just kind of like <laughs> pretending that we matter so that we can go see free movies but no again i, I great though what's that julia so your, your reviews are really great. Y'all should go check out filmcrouch.com. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. Really And like we also that. have a podcast. My wife and I run a, um, a podcast as well. In fact, we just recorded last night. So yeah, it'll be on it'll be on the site soon. So yeah. Yeah, that is so awesome. Awesome, awesome. So Julia, I think you kind of already started to tell us the story of how veteran-powered films got started. Um, it was really essentially, I guess, collaboration with Rick and started with um tactical girl and can you kind of go a little bit more into how it how it played out um so i just remember so what happened was i got injured during a physical training event mm-hmm. and it crushed me like it was like something that i had trained for years on over a year every day you know memorized a whole binder worked really hard to try to go after this one career and then when when i got injured i essentially um, was told that I am no longer allowed to pursue this path. And so I just, I was devastated. Um, I was, I was depressed. I was going through a very hard, dark time. And that was when I reached out to a lot of friends in the military. And um, I learned, or once I learned, but like I, it really became a reality when I, you know, kept hearing our people killing themselves, taking their own lives, suffering from just. Dist- you know, depression or isolation or whatever it is. And um, so I started doing 22 pushups every day at the time. I was like, oh, let's raise awareness. But I was like, that's not actually helping anybody. Um, I wanted to do something a little bit more. And so um, I was just like, so Micah, um, Micah Hoy, he and I had been producing, um, you know, for good social causes and stuff for a while. But like at this time I was like, had this idea like what if we started involving veterans in the actual filmmaking process what if we tried to use filmmaking to help them and give them opportunities to make films and create stories and you know tell stories have a voice be a part of the cast and the crew and they can learn lighting and you know directing and acting and singing and whatever um why don't we try this and see if it helps stop you know, all these struggles that the veterans are, are dealing with. So that was when we reached out um, to Rick. And, and at the time, we had already been, you know, working together on Tactical Girl. And we're like, oh, let's do Tango Down. Tango Down, oh, I initially thought it would just be like a tiny little video on YouTube. But it quickly became what people called a movement because everybody was really drawn to the idea, very supportive, very just, I mean, I don't even have the words for how touched I am 
for the amount of enthusiasm and support that we received from all around the world for our mission to help other, other veterans. And so Tango Down really blossomed into this short film that did it pretty well. Um, and um, at the end of Tango Down, I remember on the last day of filming, there were self- several veterans, one of them that came to me with tears in his eyes. And he said, Jules, you have to know this project saved my life. Before you brought me on, I was in a really, really dark place. You saved my life, really. Thank you. Thank you, Joel. And he was crying and and I, I got emotional. As you can tell, I'm getting kind of emotional right now. There were, you know, there was another veteran that said he was completely ready to settle in life and working on Tango Down inspired him to move on and, you know, continue doing the things that he loved again. There's another veteran. He was really struggling, but after Tango Down, he became sober ever since. It's been, I don't know, seven years, five years. He's been sober since. He lost 100 pounds. He's got his life turned upside down. He just got married, too. He did. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Would you say it was veteran-powered films? And he said, absolutely. It's Tango Down that completely... You know, I don't know what it was, but Tango Down was the thing that clicked. Something clicked. And it's just really inspired. Now, he inspires us. But it was those kinds of messages and stories. And, and we received messages from all around the world as well, from people saying that what we were doing was really helping them or inspiring them in some way. And I think a, a huge part of it is, you know, we talked about the community earlier. You get a bunch of veterans on set and we all speak the same kind of language. We operate, you know, under the same kind of structure. We understand a lot of, you know, but also I think some of the veterans who are like a little bit more squared away, like we had Rudy Reyes on set, for instance, he he brought his like 50 pound kettlebell and he was <laughs> all around and he, you know, he like wearing like shirtless, like really cool shirtless sleeves, which I have an interesting story about that, by the way, but we'll get back to that. But anyway, um, other veterans were watching him and they were like, wow, you know, I can be like that. And I can be a filmmaker, or they started getting inspired watching other actors, and so um, so it, the concept really worked on our first pet, you know, project, our first concept project, and so that was how we started Veteran Powered Films. After Tango Down, um, Mike and I made Veteran Powered Films an official thing, and Rick has been producing and writing with us for every you know every project. Wow. Wow. Rick, can you share some of your perspective on Tango Down? And Well, yeah. I mean, uh, when I think about that experience, it's like, and I've said this in, in on, if you go to veteranpowerfilms.com, you'll see me say it and, and, and I mean it. How the movie was received wasn't as important to me as making the movie itself, because wow. that, that experience is something that I'll never be able to like repeat. Um, even when, when, when we did Homestead, there was a lot of people from Tango Down, but that experience and, and, and Julia probably knows this from anytime you work on something, a project, even not necessarily filmmaking, there's different experiences and you take different energy from it. And the energy from Tango Down was that seed, I think, for a lot of people to, to expand and grow and, and find something in themselves that they might not have even realized that they had because they didn't have anything that made them feel like they were part of something important or something special. And I think that's what it was. Tango Down was something important and it was something special for for veterans. And if you watch the movie, one of the things that we we wanted to make sure that we were um, genuine about is that we didn't want to make the veterans necessarily heroes. We didn't want to make them villains. We didn't want to do the, you know, the, the broken veteran story that wasn't what we were about. We wanted to tell a story that veterans would say, yes yeah that's it that's that that's what it was to me and again i flew from florida you know all the way to to where was it at the time um oh god where was it julia Brent banning where we filmed it where was it banning banning yeah i couldn't think of yeah banning yeah because we just went to san i just went to san diego for for homestead so yeah it was in it was in banning and it was this tiny where little is banning like, it's like this tiny little stagecoach town. It's so cool. <laughs> what state is it in? California. Yeah, oh, okay. It's, 
it's east of Los Angeles by like an hour ish. <laughs> yeah. Like in San Francisco area, Riverside County area. Yeah, for well, me, I, it was just, I don't know. It could have been anywhere in California. I wouldn't know because, yeah. you know, I'm coming from Florida. And Julia's like, go here, be here. Okay, that, I'll, that's where I'll go. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I love that point that you made, Rick. Um, Julia, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Um, but just just because it kind of resonated with me because Hurt Locker, right? Like mm-hmm. so many EOD techs watch that film and they get so frustrated because it's so unrealistic, like that this guy is going to, going to be a rogue bomb tech and do all these things that he's not supposed to do. And, and so I, I've heard that a lot in our own community that these veteran films or films about the military are so, you know, out of scope. So you guys mm. making it a point that we want the veteran to look at that and say, I can relate. Like, this is real. Like, this is the truth. Like, that's really powerful stuff. That's incredible. Yeah. And I, I didn't write it alone. It was, uh, you know, there's me and on another uh, Marine and Micah also, uh, I believe is, is credited on it as well with awesome. the writing credit, but like the other Marine and I, we were, you know, we, we would butt heads a couple of times because we wanted to make sure that like, you know, there's a little bit of push and pull because we wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that at the end of the day, it wasn't going to be that we weren't going to get that kind of criticism. Essentially. We wanted to make sure, you know, again, we didn't want to, uh glorify or make like like hero worship type deal it's like this is the the deal that these people were in and this is the situation and this is what happened and this is the consequences of war mm-hmm. essentially so yeah wow wow um really that veterans can bring to the the movies to the big screen because veterans have a different kind of mindset and um different set of values they are trained a certain way and so not to like cookie cutter everyone, but I'm just saying like if veterans have a voice in telling stories and creating authenticity, like there's a, a cool, a whole side, like a whole other voice that Hollywood hasn't heard. Yeah. Can we talk about Rich real quick? Um, our, yeah. uh, our, he was on uh, Tango Down and I'm just going to say this. If I get in trouble, I apologize, Julia, <laughs> but we had him shave his head for the role. <laughs> He had like, he was a Marine and he had just gotten out and kind of gotten the whole, I'm doing the, you know, not shaving. I'm going to let my hair grow and blah, 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 all this other stuff. But we had a scene where he had to play a, a, a helicopter pilot. And we're like, dude, you can't have your, you know, you can't have that mop. You're going to have to lose it. And he's like, all right. Well, then he shaved his whole, we didn't tell him to shave his whole head, but he shaved like his whole head. Well, now he's a stand-up comedian in California. He's doing pretty well for himself. And wow. it's kind of like his little... It's his look now, you know, it's like he's kind of got these big Dodger glasses and yeah, and yeah, you you check him out, Rich Salas. But yeah, he was, he did the prop, he was our prop master on Tango Down and he, um, he, again, he was in one of the scenes. So yeah. Very cool. Shout out to, and what was his name again? Rich Salas. Rich Salas. Yeah. And I keep bugging him. I'm like, when are you coming to Florida? When are you coming? Because <laughs> I, I definitely want to see his act because, um, and he's doing a thing where he's a voice, uh, he's a veteran voice in the comedian pool, which is not necessarily, you know, always the case. So again, is that, I, is that, that a cat behind you, Rick? Yeah, that is that's my cat. Sorry, <laughs> I can't do the I can't tail. do the fancy uh, the, the hide the. Usually, I can do that at work. I could do it for WebEx and other things, but I can't do it for Zoom for some reason. So this is what. What's your cat's name? It's Speed. It's actually Speed? Norwegian. It's actually Norwegian. So it's S P Y D. It's not wow. Speed. It's Speed, which is my friends just make fun of me, so they call him Speed. But it's Speed, which means spear. Wow, cool yeah. cat. Obviously, I'm a LARPer story. Viking guy. So, of course, I have a cat named after a Norwegian spear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. So cool. Okay. So, um, let's see. Julia, can you tell our listeners about the exciting new trailer that you all have created to raise money for your film, Homestead? Yes, Homestead <laughs> trailers. Um, and Marine veteran Hiram. Murray, who's just completed terminal list opposite Chris Pratt. He has, what else wow. does he have? He has two awesome things coming out. Um, and it's on YouTube, so please go watch it. <laughs> or just click it and walk walk away because the clicks will help us. <laughs> <laughs> but all the clicks is 
what we're hoping to do is if the trailer is popular enough or gets enough traction on YouTube, then we can use that and we can approach investors and say, hey, we've got this fantastic feature film that we're trying to get made. Will you please invest and sponsor so that we can use your money to hire veterans? <laughs> so that's essentially in a nutshell. Wow. Yeah, I and love we it. Had, we had a lot of um, collaborators from Tango Down that were also part of Homestead, who were not veterans as well. Um, like our director for Tango Down was our director for the trailer as well. And oh, wow. he's got a lot of credibility. If you look him up, Roger Christensen. Um, we also had our script supervisor from Tango Down also came back for Homestead. And then she brought her friend who did uh, all sorts of stuff. She she just came off of Jack Ryan. So oh, wow. they both did, as a matter of fact. So we're kind of just shooting this, we're shooting Homestead and there's all these people who have got a lot of credibility in the industry with us. And I think you'll notice when you go and you check out the trailer that it's, it's, you're seeing a professional job. You're seeing a lot of hard work that was put into just the trailer alone right now. And I think that the feature film, obviously I've read the script. I know what's going to happen. And I got to tell you, the trailer is just the tip of the iceberg. Like you don't, Ooh. you don't, you don't get it. It's going to be a really good movie. Yeah. It's been about a year in the making. So I think around this time last year, I remember it was just almost the holidays. Mike and I were staying up until past midnight every single day, going back and forth, like passing the scripts back and forth with each other, making changes. This is the feature film script. We submitted it to Coverfly and all these film um, competition, uh, screenwriting competitions. Did fairly well. Um, actually have pretty strong scores and relationships and um, things like that. Um, actually, we won some as well. And so it was very promising. So when it got to a place that we really liked where it was, we sent it to Rick and hired and Roger and they're like oh we really like the script which was very exciting to me because when you write something it's like your baby you know you're just like oh, oh. I'm sure oh. Like, <laughs> so um so then at that point we're like all right let's make a trailer to see if we can raise money for it but we didn't really have much money um to start the trailer um I I wrote a um grant we won a grant from Hello Alice and FedEx to like, it was like 10,000, which wasn't much. Um, and then we had to continue to raise money. So uh, Mike and I were emailing everybody and we got some sponsors. Um, but so we found this Air Force veterans house. It was like an actual homestead from the 1800s from his family. And it had not been touched for many, many years. So it was completely lo looked like a haunted house in the beginning. <laughs> Things we were super old stuff. I mean, animals had lived there. So I'll just leave it at that. We had no or anybody. So I, for, for quite a few times, like I went in just, you know, cleaning and um, it was very difficult. I ran everywhere um, chasing after Craigslist posts to try to find um, and create the set decoration. And once that process got started and we started reaching out to people, then we started to get more support. Um, Jace came on as an executive producer and helped largely with all of the massive headaches. Um, but we had, um, we call him Taco, Mike from um, uh, Recon Chief, and Joe Clownberg, who is a Marine veteran who ended up playing our creature. Um, and a uh, creature. That sounds yeah. interesting. <laughs> Man-eating man creatures that go around and do terrible things. Uh, we had quite a few veterans, and it was it was a house cleaning party. We had one day of a house cleaning party by all veterans. We had representation from Air Force, Navy, Army, like all the branches, and we cleaned it up. And then, um, and then we filmed it at this super cool homesteady location. Like I had no idea such a beautiful remote frontier-like place existed in California and it exists. <laughs> so, yeah. so we were able to like get some drones out and get really cool shots of that area as well. So you'll see all that in the, the trailer. Wow. Well, and this may seem like a silly question, but I don't even really know what a homestead is. Like what is a homestead? So it's just like for us, it's like a remote place where it's like all these travelers come from afar and then they just settle there and mm -hmm. they want start a home there they can do farming raise cattle whatever but they're there to stay but it's just like an isolated home or like mm -hmm. a so it's not like a like a village or a town or anything like that it's just one home 
Right. Yeah, this yeah. is this is a po- post-apocalyptic um, movie. So it's essentially this man is raising his family in this one home in the middle of a remote area trying oh, wow. to avoid creatures. I mean, I'm not going to give away too much, but that's the, the gist of it. It yeah. sounds creepy. <laughs> yeah, think like think Little House on the Prairie, but in post-apocalypse, you know, a post-apocalypse setting yeah 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 and it really revolves around um the relationships between the father and his family uh-huh. there's a lot of love and what would you do in an apocalyptic setting when there's challenges to those relationships oh yeah. wow wow well there's, I more, say- there's more to it as well too but yeah there's there it's it's really a character thing it's a char- character creature movie so yeah that's what i'm really excited about having it made because i think it's got something important to say as well so yeah yeah well that that's so great and i actually watched the trailer this morning um and it i was really really impressed so um i don't usually delve into like scary movies but i think i might actually when this movie comes out challenge myself (laughs) to watch it because it it looked really it grabbed me so that's really exciting um Yeah, yeah. So it's great. Um, So I recently saw an article that was titled Homestead, a passion project that saved lives. Can you guys elaborate on that? Um, I don't know exactly where that title came from. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But but essentially, um, we did have a couple of veterans that came to our set that um, did say that Homestead is making a big difference for them. Yeah. Um, they are struggling in their personal lives, and this project was healthy for them, um, at least mentally. So um, that much is true. Um, as far as saving lives, um, it was something that I touched on earlier from Tango mm-hmm. Down, as well as uh, a later project we did. It was a music video for Blackbird Anthem. Blackbird Anthem is a rock band um, led by a um, an army veteran mm-hmm. and they, they have, um, anyway, so the music video, um, was like 99% veterans and law enforcement officers and um, behind the camera. And, oh, one of, um, and, and like Rick said earlier, it's not everything that we make. It's not about whether or not the story is successful, although we're trying our darn best to make it successful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's about the process mm-hmm. when all the veterans get together and shoot the shit or make this movie, that experience and that inspiration is very much therapy was what everyone on the, the music video said. Wow. said it was there, there were moments, there were powerful moments where grown men were super warrior and, you know, beastly looking. They're just bawling their eyes out and hugging each other. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful to watch. Um, and there were a lot of stories, uh, testimonials of people saying that this is really saved their lives. So that's where mm-hmm. that came from. Yeah, yeah. And Rudy, Rudy Reyes is the, uh, I want to say the lead in it, but he's, he's, he's the, he's the, the, he's the actor. He's, it's only one actor in, in, the, in the music video. And mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting because like off offset and everything like that. He's got this really great dynamic, fun personality, but in that music video, he's a veteran who's struggling mm-hmm. and trying to, to cope with, um, well, with the 22 a day, essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. the, the, the music video is about 22. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah. So it, it's interesting to, when you, when you realize that energy, this big, big guy like that, that you, you realize he's also a human and he's also, dealing with these same kind of things as well. And mm-hmm. a lot of people on sets on, on Tango Down on Homestead, and I'm sure on, on the music video set all have that experience, whether, whether it's right in your face and whether you've actually lost somebody to it, mm-hmm. this community, we feel this every single day, every single day when we're scrolling on the Instagram or whatever, we're praying. We don't see another friend or another person in the community who's gone Mm. and that's that's what i would say as far as like trying to it again it isn't the story so much or the message so much and we've done stuff that isn't necessarily 
designed to like again like like homestead for example it isn't like this is a message about veterans it, no the the messaging isn't as important as the the working with the veterans to give mm-hmm. them this outlet because that's what really really what it is it's an outlet for veterans to to come together as a community and work on something again where a lot of them they feel like they're working on stuff that isn't important right now i mean mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons i'm doing this because what i do is you know, it, it pays the bills, but it's it's not something that makes me feel part of a community, makes me feel like I'm making a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And working with these people, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like I am. And that actually brings up a really important point in that this is so much bigger than, you know, us. It's so much bigger than me. And a lot of times, you can ask Rick, I tried to recast myself on Tango Down. And on Tactical Girl, even though it's like, you know, like I'm playing Tactical Girl, but I'm like, hey, guys, let's make this an ensemble or and they're like, you can't have Tactical Girl without Tactical Girl or, you know, and Rick, I believe, was like, no, Julia, you need to play this part in Tango Down. And the reason why I felt so uncomfortable was because, like, it's so humbling. You see all these people that come on set and William Content, for instance, he was our cinematographer on on the music video. He's a Marine veteran and he gave up so much to be there to make this project a reality because he believed in helping other veterans as well. He believed in sharing this message that if we make this music video, maybe somebody out there who is considering taking his own life and suddenly watches this video is like, no, I'm not going to do it because, mm-hmm. um, and Rudy Reyes, you know, who is so amazing and so busy, but flew all the way out. I mean, there's so many people. I can't even begin to tell you, you know, list all the names, but it's, I'm so grateful to all these people and they are the ones that are making veteran powered films a thing. Mm -hmm. So truly is a community project mission uh, rather to help other veterans. And it's because of this mission that we all get together project after project. I, yeah. I think I read somewhere also that, and I thought it was a really neat point, is that you're, you also have civilians, so it's not all veterans, right. but then the civilians are getting a chance to learn more about veterans. And, and I think that's really awesome component of it as well. Yeah, yeah. that's extreme. Because what, one of the things that we realized was veterans don't really um, feel comfortable around civilians mm-hmm. and then civilians don't really understand veterans. They sometimes have these kinds of judgments about who, you know, veterans are. And so by bringing together veterans and civilians to work on the same film set in a professional environment that's safe and professional, they can start to learn about each other in a positive and productive manner. Mm-hmm. And that helps close the gap, but also helps veterans feel a bit more, com- you know, comfortable and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. And transition is so uh, important. You know, that's something that we kind of have been noticing is that, you know, it's a it's a culture shock um, getting out some of the military sometimes um, for some people. And so um, I think that that's awesome that that you're creating this kind of environment that can ease that transition. So, yeah. A lot of times, too, like we we want to hire veterans as much as we can, um, but sometimes the best candidate for the job, we can't find a veteran. And mm-hmm. so what we want to do is have the professional um, expert as a civilian, but then give mentorship opportunities to the veteran so that they can have on the on the job training. Oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, and actually, I'm thinking now there's a there's a. EOD vet, an army guy, um, Chris Weekly, who lives out in LA. He just moved to LA um, and he started a, a, an acting career. And uh, I think he he had his first role. Um, and yeah, he's an incredible guy. I want you guys to to meet him. So I did a podcast with him a couple months ago. Um, and he kind of just explained that when he got out um, of the service, he lost a lot of friends to the war and then lost more to suicide. And he had a lot of struggles and that he turned to acting and that is what helps him channel his emotions. It helps him to be present. And um, so, yeah, it was really, he's a neat guy. And I think you guys would, would all get along in the acting world. <laughs> definitely tell him to reach out. I mean, definitely tell him to check out veteran power films too. I mean, yeah. we're, we're always, 
doing something. <laughs> we're always yeah. doing something. I mean, right now we're working on Homestead. So yeah. So yeah. I'm curious too about Homestead because you mm-hmm. know Tango Down was military, but then mm-hmm. where did the where did this idea for Homestead come from? It was actually Micah scripts. Um, he brought it to me. Uh, don't hate me if you watch this, Micah. But he, he brought it to me <laughs> three pages, and it was like, well, this is not a movie, but. <laughs> There were so many good elements and the creature was so unique and and we still have to flesh it out, right, Rick? We still have to yeah. create our um we call it creaturepedia. Um <laughs> but it was very unique and there were a lot of good elements. So um I I went in and worked on it, um just kind of shut out the world for like two weeks and just really flesh it out. And then by the end of, you know, me working with him for a few weeks, we brought it up to like close to a hundred pages in an actual movie length. Um, and uh, then that we presented it to Rick and Roger and, and the coverage people and then started like getting ideas. And so it got more and more fleshed out. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. So Julia, you were so funny when I talked to you earlier and you said your hope is to get hundreds of thousands of millions of people. <laughs> so like, and I was like, is that a number? <laughs> well, we're not an EOD, so we don't have to be that precise, right? So <laughs> an EOD, it probably matters to make sure you get those numbers very precise. Maria <laughs> asked me how many views we are hoping to get, and I was like, hundreds of thousands, millions. Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope we hope that we can um, help get you those numbers. Um, so, can you tell us where where someone can go to to download it, to look at it, and of course, we're we're going to share it with this podcast and our social media. But for someone who's it's- just listening. It's on YouTube on mm-hmm. our Veteran Howard Films homepage. You can go to our social media and we have links to all of it. Or you can also go to our website, veteranpoweredfilms.com, and everything's on there as well. But YouTube is where we're hoping you can like and comment and dislike if you have to be honest. Honesty is always preferable. <laughs> like the first the first um, 15, we have like 17 commenters already, but like, some of them are like, oh, we're not going to take the swag bag. We're going to donate it to other people. So, um, yeah, we have 15 swag bags with some really cool journals and things like that to give away Aww. to the 15 people who accept who have commented on YouTube. Oh, that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people who are listening who want to learn more, who want to support your efforts, make a donation or get involved, where, where they go to your website. What was it again? veteranpoweredfilms.com and there are many awesome ways to get let's say you own a business and you sell chocolates and you want people to you want some celebrities or actors to eat your chocolates or you want you know promotion for your business um it doesn't doesn't matter what you do if you want to be a lighting technician or electrician or you make music we can put your music in the film there's so so many different ways to be involved so if you have any ideas we're open we're all ears just reach out at veteranpoweredfilms.com oh wow i just love that so much so well great i'm so excited that that we are able to help get this message out i'm excited for the film um i know you're going to get the numbers and it's going to be an incredible journey i'm sure uh filming so Thank you. Yeah. So thank you guys um, for everything that you're doing for our veterans. And obviously mental health is really important um, to our military family, um, regardless of your career field. And it's nice to see um, programs like yours that are bringing veterans together, because that's basically what it's all about is, you know, personally, I I feel like, uh, unfortunately, a lot of veterans tend to self-isolate after they get out. But if we can create programs like this and and bring them back, you know, into the fold, so to say, um, I just think we're going to be in a better place. I can tell you, I can tell you my biggest shock when I got out of the the military was I couldn't just go and get anything done. Like when you're living in the barracks, you can get Mm -hmm. anything done. You need your car fixed. You need whatever it is. It would be like you basically need to go get like a six pack of beer and you could find somebody that could do anything. Or if you needed to get any kind of you know, banking or any of these other kind of things done. Everything is right there on the base. You don't have to go anywhere if you don't want to. You can just stay on the base and take care of all of your stuff. And when you get out of the military, it's like, boom, you're on your own. Figure it out. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I, I think that, that that community sense that that we're we're trying to create here 
I think is also part of it too. There's also things that I've reached out to people from Tango Down and from Veteran Powered Films where I've needed something and I know they have that skill set. And mm-hmm. I know that because I've worked with them now on with, you know, with working on the films and things like that. So, yeah, yeah I think it's really become like lifelong friends. Like they go to each other's weddings, they play video games together. Ray has <laughs> helped some difficult times as well, personally. So mm-hmm. we're for each other. We're all, we're all here for each other. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's, awesome. that's the thing, right? Stay in the fight. I don't know if there's, yeah. you know, that that's... I- Someone, please. I, I don't know when you're putting this podcast out, but whether it's the holidays or Veterans Day, like I think a lot of people go out and eat food, but like there's some veterans that are disabled. They can't go out. They don't have mm-hmm. cars. They're just too scared or they just don't feel comfortable being in public anymore. Like I, I think it's up to us, all of us, to reach out to someone that we know and just drag their asses out and go eat something. <laughs> go to Denny's <laughs> or whatever. Julia, I love that. Oh my gosh, what an inspiration. So yeah, everybody out there listening, call your call your old friends and, and check in on them and see how they're doing. Um, yeah, this is incredible. And thank you so much uh, for taking the time to talk to, to us and sharing this uh, project with us. Um, and as is our tradition, we're going to end this interview with asking you guys a couple of your favorite things. Um, so I, I think I'll ask you both like each of these questions, just because I'm always curious to hear people's answers. Um, so the first one is what is your favorite movie? Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm giving away my security question. Let me, let me get some back. Rick. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I'm like, are people going to like try to hack my bank or something like that? No, my, my favorite movie. I say this all the time online, so I can easily say it. My favorite movie is Red Dawn. That is my favorite movie. The original. Like, don't, even talk, the don't, don't even talk to me about the new one. Don't even talk to me about the Okay. Um, Hunt for Red October, not because of the work I do, but um, how about Shawshank Redemption? Only have to pick one? Shawshank yeah. Red- it, it's favorite. Favorite <laughs> is just the favorite. <laughs> I actually want to say Lilo and Stitch. Oh. He goes, he goes, Bark, 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 bark. Like he can bark. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Okay. Okay. Um, Who is your favorite actor? Charlie's down for me because she's so pretty. Oh, she's beautiful. I think for me, Tom Hanks, because I grew up in the 80s and everything, and I just love Tom Hanks. And like he went from being like really, really hilarious in some of the funniest movies of all time. And then he did like Philadelphia yeah, and Forrest Gump. And he's just got a lot of range and I respect all the stuff that he does for the veterans as well. He's done a lot for World War II veterans. So I have a lot of respect for Tom Hanks. Can you give my answer to Clint Eastwood? <laughs> <laughs> no, all questions are fine. No, you already said Charlie's Theron. You can't, you can't go back. She's back. good. Charlie's Theron is really good. So, and you know what's answer. funny is I had we had somebody on our team who's not with us anymore. He's he's teaching at the schoolhouse now, but he was here for a short while. And his favorite actor was Charlie's Theron. So, um, that was Jaquie's hope. He loved her. So, <laughs> you made me think of him. Um, what is your favorite meal to eat? This is gonna sound really weird, but like. As opposed to like all the foodies, which, and you know, I love looking at beautiful decorate, like decorative foods, but I feel like it's been tampered with so much. <laughs> like, I personally just like things that are as simple and healthy and fresh as possible. And that just makes me happy as crumb. Like what? Literally just anything fresh and, 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 and you know, natural. I'm not obviously like a just freshly caught fish out of the water. <laughs> Clean and fresh. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. Mine is the exact opposite. I love escargot. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Really? <laughs> it's really fancy and it's really gross to a lot of people, but it's my favorite food. Yep. I love it. Wow, Rick. I, so- I, I, as a dare, when I was five years old, my friend and I, we dared each other to eat it. And then I really liked it and I've loved them ever since. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how often do you eat escargot? Anytime I go to like a fancy dinner. Okay. I will make sure they have escargot on the menu. Like this, yeah. 100%. But you can't like you can't go to the grocery store and be like, I'm gonna get some escargot. Nah. No, nah. okay. Because if I try to make it at home, <laughs> it's just not the same. And yeah, no. It's the pesto sauce. It's all how you prepare it and everything. You know, you can do it with the seashells, you can do it with the bread, you can do it with the mushrooms, whatever. But it's you know, 
escargot alone, you you have to season it. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously uh-huh. you have to season it. Otherwise it's really gross. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I've never like, tried it. If you're afraid to try it, don't be afraid to try it. I tried it when I was five and I, I survived. So you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was not expecting escargot. That was nobody ever is. That's, that's always a fun answer too. Cause yeah, nobody's ever expecting me to say that. <laughs> well, true. My, since I was five years old, I've always answered that way for forever. You're like, you're like seven. I love escargot. <laughs> I used to get free meals because of that. Believe it or not, my mom would tell people the, the chef and yeah, the chef would come out and say, if that kid eats the, these escargot, you eat free. <gasps> Boom. Taking your money, Whoa. buddy. <laughs> I love That's it. That's an incentive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to teach my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And this is my last question for both of you. What is your favorite thing about veteran powered films? the people i would say the same yeah a lot that goes into that but in a nutshell yeah i mean i could go on for wow you guys have the same answer that's so cool (laughs) yeah just all right julia and rick any any last thoughts um that you want to share no, just thank, thank you very much for for interviewing us and and getting this message out as well. And we're hoping that not only will people talk about the movie, but any any reaching out to us to work with us, if it helps people, that's what we're really you know we're really about. So thank you very much for for letting us share that. We're uh, we're all warriors. We're not broken. You know, we're we're gonna keep going. We're here for each other. So let's show the world that. <laughs> We're, we're we're not broken. We we may face terrible things, but we we can choose to keep going, and we have this mission to to help others as well. So, but yeah, thank you so much for having us. It really really uh, means a lot. Well, amen to that, and thank you guys both. Thank you for listening to our Behind the Warrior podcast, brought to you by the EOD Warrior Foundation. The EOD Warrior Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization serving the EOD community by providing financial assistance, scholarships, and providing hope and wellness resources for the active duty, reserve, National Guard, retired, and veteran EOD communities and their families. We also honor our fallen and wounded EOD technicians by maintaining the EOD Memorial and Remembrance Garden. We do all this through the generosity of individual and corporate donors and sponsors. If you would like to assist the foundation or support our Behind the Warrior podcast, click the link on our webpage at eodwarriorfoundation.org or contact us at info at eodwarriorfoundation.org. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to tell a friend. The various opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed by guests, contributors, and participants of the Behind the Warrior podcast are their own and are intended for informational purposes only. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions, beliefs, viewpoints, or policies of the EOD Warrior Foundation or its employees and volunteers.